Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Welcome to the show, everybody. Have you ever felt like your life is kind of stuck and you're living uh, um, not your dream? You know, it's funny. I had a friend of mine that used to say all the time, hey, I'm living my dream. And he wasn't. Uh, and most people don't. And they don't think in terms of how they can live their life, which may be the only time that you get to be here in a unique and wonderful way. And uh, our guest today has written a book about that. And um, her name is Dr. Lynn Carey. And she's a chiropractor, and she's been around uh, medicine and taking care of people. And she's come to some really interesting conclusions about how we live our lives and how a lot of us, um, in fact, waste our lives doing stuff that we don't really enjoy and uh, are just kind of told that this is the way it is and shut up and put your nose to the grindstone so we're going to talk to dr lynn and uh and she's written the book my journey to grace shattering mainstream illusions and creating my desired life so uh dr lynn welcome to the show how are you i'm great thank you kevin for having me i'm i'm doing great how about yourself I'm doing just awesome. I can't do a show like this if I said, you know, today really sucks. I can't stand myself today. So it doesn't work like that for me. And so, and, uh, but I really enjoy taking the time to talk to people like you, that you are, you've got a wonderful smile. You've got great energy about you and you're leading the life that you really want to live. But I would like for you to explain to our audience to start with, when you are looking to shatter mainstream illusions, what are those illusions? I mean, I guess it just starts with you got to go to school, get a good job, find your career immediately and get married, have a couple kids, get your house, be tied to the mortgage and then retire at 65. You know, I feel like it's that kind of box that's set up for most kids, young adults. And I just think that's why so many people have midlife crises because it doesn't work that way. It doesn't really lead to happiness. It doesn't lead to freedom at all, financially, emotionally, in any way. And I think it's an enslavement trap. And I think it, it, it really affects people's health and well-being. And I think that's why you see so many people on, you know, antidepressants and just, not in the best place and all these things, because even financially, it, it that system's been long gone. You know, I, I want to say maybe back in the 30s, it was still true, but it's been so antiquated and yet they're still preaching the same thing. And it just makes me crazy, you know, to hear it. But I just think there that system is, needs to be retired, in my opinion. You know, maybe it works if some people want to do it. That's fine. But please don't push it on the masses. Let it be one path, not the only path. Exactly. And I feel I feel the exact same way. Why do you think it is that so many of us have what they call? And when I was younger and like in my 20s and 30s and I was in the restaurant business and I was a general manager and I was doing all this stuff and I was in sales and all that. I never thought about a midlife crisis. And then our, our one, I had one of those, uh, when I was, uh, like 42, because I, I recognize that this ain't, this ain't can't be all there is. I have to have more. And so I found out, you know, through the course of time, what that was, but the midlife crisis, why does that seem to be like a universal thing? Whether it's, you know, I'm going to get a younger model of my former wife, or it's a brand new, you know, little sports car. Uh, the, the little old man can barely get over the steering wheel, but he's driving this real hot car and stuff. Why is it that we do that? Is, is that just the natural state of being? You know, it's a good question because I'm thinking it for my own things. I, I kind of had my, I had an early life crisis because I was miserable growing up. I just thought this, if this is all there is the life, I mean, I was watching my family. I was watching them live it. 
people married for a long time. They didn't get divorced because they were, it was against their religion. And I thought it looked like a man-made prison working all the time. There still wasn't enough. There, there wasn't any joy. You know, if you spent money on anything besides necessities, there was guilt involved. I just thought this is, there's gotta be more to this. And then I had another awakening when I opened my practice, because as soon as I opened my practice, that was like the only goal I set because I was looking for something bigger. I had a purpose with chiropractic, but I opened my practice and for some reason right away, I felt like, am I going to be stuck in these four walls for the rest of my life? I was 23 years old. So right then, and it was almost too scary for me to even acknowledge that little voice because of all the work it took to get there. My mom paid for my education, um, the commitment to opening a practice. This is your identity. This is, you know, the chiropractic work walked two lines, two worlds for me. It was mainstream enough where your family and society accepts it. But for me, it was a spiritual path. Um, so I kind of had that as soon as I hit that goal, it was like, now what? So I don't know if people don't ask the now what, because now they've reached, they checked off all the boxes, right? That society says they should do, including yep. marriage and kids. I, I never felt that one. Um, and then that's when it comes on like, okay, I'm still not happy. Oh, crap. Now what? So maybe it's till they check off all the boxes of what they think they're supposed to have is when that hits. I I, th I think that's probably true because in my case, I had the house, had the wife, had the dog, had the cat, had the kids, all of that stuff. But it, to me, it was just stuff. And it was nose to the grindstone. I was working 50 to 60 hours a week trying to keep everybody happy and and uh it's just not a conducive way to living your life with because there has to be a certain amount of passion you know and the other thing that i noticed at the time was do you ever notice that a lot of movies are about people living their passion and doing things above and beyond what the quote-unquote normal nine-to-fivers are. And that's because we're all interested in that, but some of us don't have the intestinal fortitude to get it done, as it were. What it's gave true. you the... What, what gave you the we all have, go ahead. Go ahead. They don't have the right support around them. You know what I think gave me the intestinal fortitude? That my dad died when I was 12. I really believe that. You know, some people mourn all their lives that they lost a parent and they mourn for them their whole life. I didn't feel that. I felt angry that my dad left and left me here. Because I'm like, he went to a better place and he left me in this hell of, a, of what we call life. I felt that immediately. So I didn't have a fear of death because I, I wanted to go with him more than I wanted to stay here. And so he gave me actually the courage to live life because I didn't have that fear. You know, like, yeah, I think there was something that snapped within me. And so he gave me the greatest gift by the sacrificing of his, you know, his life, like him being in the spirit world. I felt him with me, like move, to move forward, all this stuff. I felt like a higher, a higher presence with me, guiding me through, even in, through the darkest times, there was something there and it was bigger. And I don't feel like everybody had that, you know, like that was a gift to me. I really believe that he showed me how to live because of his death. And I think that's what set the, what set the whole foundation for me. That's a very interesting take on it because most people, uh, I know, I know somebody that is quote unquote has a spiritual nature and she's a medium and stuff. Her parents died 20 some odd years ago and she still is in grief because they're not here anymore. What was it about you that when you were a kid, that you recognize that your dad was in a better place and that he had gone uh, and that you, you were mad at him because he left without you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I was raised Catholic. I was not, I didn't really, I never bought into the dogma, but I felt a presence of God and I, and I felt an unconditional loving God, not even so much uh, the way like the religion portrayed it, or even like I probably had more fear of my mother than God. And her judgment, you know, um, you know what I mean? Like that, I just felt a, a loving presence and they talked about heaven. They always said heaven was like this utopia and everything's good. And it was a blissful state. And we're working towards heaven. And I thought, well, he's there because especially he went out with um, so much heartbreak because he failed at many businesses. And I really believe that was the contribute. He ended up getting cancer and I watched him deteriorate within nine months, like really, really suffer. 
So I think there was that releasing of the body. I saw he wasn't suffering anymore. I just had that knowing that he was in a better place. That That's how I put two and two together. And, and I just didn't like being here. Nothing about mainstream life ever appealed to me, ever, my whole life, until I found chiropractic was the first time I heard truth. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm on a path that I can, I got, you know, I can put my teeth into. But like most kids, like they like sports or they liked being really with other kids. I mean, I had, I had a social life. I was popular. I didn't feel like I was lacking in all that, but none of it made sense to me. I just was kind of going through the motions, putting on a facade. I always was, I, I was good at that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that about you. You you're, you're very, um, it's, it's very interesting because you were a chiropractor for 18 years. Uh, and there came a point in time, I'm sure that <laughs> I was, I went to the dentist yesterday and I was talking to my dentist and he's been in practice for like 20 years. And it's like, I'm pretty sure, even though he went through a lot of school, I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't want to be filling cavities 20 years later in the same building with the same, you know, staff and having to retrain staff and doing, I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't want to do that. Cause that's, that's a really, to me, that's, that's just boring. And I realize it took him a lot of education to get there, but at the same time, I wanted to know more and to do more and to play more. Um, and stuff. And I, I sense that that's kind of how you are too. Absolutely. It, well, you know, and that's why I even stayed as long as I did in practice. I just felt there was a sense of obligation, guilt. This is who I am. I'm going to walk away from the people who come to me as a chiropractor. Um, the still of what my family would think, um, all this stuff. And it just got to the point where I had to go. Like the pain of staying was worse than the fear of going, you know, and I, I just had to make the change and it was the best thing I ever did, you know, but I just felt like I needed the freedom. It's almost like it wasn't to say that that was bad, but it was an experience. I've been there, done that. And it wasn't exciting me anymore because I already, in a sense, mastered that. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't anything for me to learn or grow as a spirit, as a soul, as a person. I needed it to expand my wings. And, and, and yeah, it's important that we continue to grow and to become who we really are. And when you, I was in level mid-level management and I had 11 or 12 reports and, and I, you know, and was doing what a successful sales manager does, but I didn't feel fulfilled. It wasn't like, okay, so why am I really here? What am I really meant to do? And I didn't know at the time, I just knew that I needed to do something else. And so I went down that road and lo and behold, this is where I ended up. And I couldn't be happier about, about what I'm doing today. Cause I get to talk to some of the most amazing people that are on the planet because you've, you took that and you decided, I got, <laughs> I got to ask you, your family and friends, when you said I'm shutting down the practice or I'm selling the practice, I'm not sure what you did but whichever it was. And they said, what are you crazy? You spent 18 years building this thing up. It's very successful. And now you're going to leave it. Oh, definitely. You know, I had um, definitely people thought I was nuts, but I, I got to the point where I guess I mentioned I was going to do it. I already got their feedback. And then I kind of just quietly did what I had to do. Let my people know that I was leaving and just exited out. You know, I guess God, I just, didn't even pay attention to it all at the, at the, it was such a baby steps up leading to that point, you know, that I kept kind of working towards it, that I just, it didn't even matter at the end. But you know, what was even more entangling for me is chiropractic is still a, pur a purpose and a passion for me. The message, how it freed me in my health and healing. It, the greatest gifts came from chiropractic. And it's, I still, I see myself as a chiropractor. I'm just not practicing. So I loved it. That I, I still love it, everything it represents, but I had to expand on it. For me to be in the practice setting was too stifling, and people wanted to put me in the mainstream box as a doctor and more likely wanted me to fix them than show me how they need to fix themselves. You know, that, that's where the line was drawn for me. And um, so it was, it was a little tricky. So it, for you, being a chiropractor was just a step in your journey 
to go to a much bigger place, a much bigger time. Yeah. And, and you know what? The whole foundation of chiropractic is still the basis of my life and the, and the basis or the foundation of my whole spiritual journey. It's the foundation of how I view health and healing and how I raise my son. And um, it still changed my life in so many ways. And it's still all that's still a part of me. And I just grew on that, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, and it's it was an experience that you had, but it was too too stifling to be in the in doctor room one and doctor room two. I don't know how many rooms you had, uh, but you probably had two or three. And uh, and then there's the x-ray, you know, all that stuff. But it wasn't really satisfying your soul as a as a work. That's right. You wanted to help more people and to help them in a different way, up to and including um, telling people that they could heal themselves. Yes. Yeah, because even the adjustments did not cure me. It, my journey was never like that. It was a way for me to get reconnected into the energy of my body. But then I was doing a lot of reading and soul searching and getting into mentally and emotionally and then going into what kind of relationships were around me. How do I want my money to flow? All these things I was working on and that contributed all to my well-being. And I mean, that's still a part. It's still all a work in progress because we're always growing and evolving. So if I wanted people to be play their own detective and become their own best doctor and be create their best life because that's what we're all, that's why we're here. I couldn't agree more creating Creating your best life, how would you, if you had, if you had like step one through five and if, and on how to create your best life, what, what would you recommend people do? Number one is identify what you want, you know, really get clear on what do you want your life to look like and really go deeper than saying, you know, I want this much money in the bank. Well, why do you want that much money in the bank? Oh, I want this big house. Well, why? What's that really going to look like? How do you, you know, really, what, what do you really want your daily life to look like? And get clear on what you want. And then you have to just be open to, if you don't know how you're going to do it, you got to be open to receiving answers, whether it's through a conversation with someone, whether it's an ad that pops up, whether it's a, a podcast, a book, you know, different things like, it may be small steps at a time to, to start figuring out the whole picture, but you want to be clear on what you want. And if you don't know what you want, then you have to also be open to receiving what you want, like to start uncovering what you want. And I think when people say they don't know what they want, it's because they think they can't have it. So they really have to be open to dreaming again and, and really listen to what's your learn, re reorient yourself to learn, to listen to the inner voice, whether it's small steps, like, well, what route should I take to work today? You know, is something telling me to go another direction? Like little signs, like should I uh, run that errand now or should I do it later? Like eventually you're going to get in your, you're going to get in your flow. Like you, you're going to understand when you're following your guidance. And I think that's important. People need to reorient themselves to listen to their inner guidance and watch for the confirmations that, yeah, you, that was the, that was the, the flow. Like that was, I don't want to say the right way, but you know what I mean? Like that was a good path to start. But I think people have to learn to trust themselves again. And one way to do that is to feel the higher vibrations, which is make a gratitude list, make a list of things that you appreciate, you know, things that lift your spirit, even if it's just seeing the sun come up today, like you felt the sun on your face, little things like start making that a habit of appreciation, gratitude, inspiration, and then following that inner voice. And that's how the dreams created. That's how you start uncovering what you want where does inspiration come from i think inspiration comes from our god source i believe we are all god source we all have that life force the divine one spirit within us whatever you want to call it i don't care what religion you are i mean that's the foundation even of chiropractic that there's an inner wisdom that runs your body whether you're controlled whether you're doing it or not. I mean, think about all the functions as we sit here, all the organs that are working, right? I mean, your nails are growing. If you have a cut on your finger, it's healing. You're not doing all that. You're breathing, you're digesting food, all these things. 
just as we're sitting here having a conversation. Like, can you imagine trying to, in your human little mind, trying to consciously control all that? God's within us. So we're, that's in spirit, inspiration. You're inspired, like you breathe, you're inspired to follow a path here. You're inspired by your dreams, your happiness. That's what creates the life force. That keeps the life force flowing at 100%. That's your immune system. It's all connected. And I think people are missing that point. So you're here to follow your dreams. That's the point of life because we're all we're all divine creators. And it, we have to take the positive and the negative to, to create our best lives. And the negative is just and is just the contrast to the positive so you can decipher what you want. It's not to get stuck dwelling in the negative that, oh, life is so bad. No. You define what you don't want by knowing that you don't like that. That's part of knowing what you want. So if you know you don't like that, you define that as negative. Well, what's the opposite of that? You see, that's a great way, too, to kind of shift yourself around. So I really believe inspiration is the spirit within. It's guiding you all the time. But we have to reorient ourselves to listen to it and stop listening to all this other mainstream stuff that's telling us to go this way, that way, this way, have to do this, have to feel this way, have to be this to this person, you know, all this stuff. It just has stifled us as people. You know, I don't know how they do it. I really don't know how they do it. But somehow, um, my guides, and the, the way I view it is that I've got a team of guides that are working with me on the other side, and they're providing me inspiration. They're providing me with questions to ask and guests to have on and, and people. And when I was in the middle of trying to determine what I would wanted to do with myself, a song came on the radio. It was called... Uh, Leanne Womack did it. It was called I Hope You Dance. I don't know if you remember that song. I love that song. And it was, uh, to me, and I would I would hear it at the most inopportune times because I would be in a state of, I don't know if I can do this. I don't want, I, I need to just go back and shut up and mind my deal and go go do my thing. And then I would hear this this song, I Hope You Dance. And it was about, I hope you live your life to the fullest is how I took it. And don't, don't stop. Don't wait. I hope you dance. I hope you live your life to absolutely. And, and so I took that as like, okay, guys, I get it. I get it. That's what you're asking me to do. And I would get music messages all the time. You said it earlier, whether it's from a podcast, from a book, from a television show, from, a, a billboard that happens a lot or if from a um a music song that just happens happens to be on the radio at the right time and if you if you understand that you've got a whole team of folks that are in your corner that want you to live your life to the fullest because that's what you said before you even came here this is how I want to live my life. This is what I want to accomplish. This is who I want to be. And, uh, and they're, all they're doing is saying, all right, well, that's what you said. So now we're going to provide you with all the experiences that you need to make that work. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad because you need to have negative experiences to understand the positive and to decide, eh, I don't want that anymore. So maybe I'll have this instead. You said it beautifully. Thank you. No, that's how you get clarity. That's why we can't avoid the negative. We're not here to shun the negative. I think a lot of people are afraid to fear, to feel the fear inside or all the dark stuff. But you got to uh, feel it to heal it. Even the pain in your body, you got to feel it to heal it because it's giving you a message. If you if you try to suppress it or run from it, it gets worse and worse, and 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 it just starts to overtake you. But when you just allow it, oh, this is just showing me what I don't want, or this is just showing me that I'm out of balance, and you embrace that side it can be a beautiful tool into creating what you really want and, and you know that's such a good example the song like it's like confirmation like you're struggling on the on the path doing your actions right and then you're like just i need a little support here and then the song comes on it's like yep that's confirmation that i'm on the right path i, I get things like that all the time and it's interesting those last like six weeks i was trying to make a decision and I'm like, oh, and I knew it would come, but I wanted it now. You know, I, like I wanted to make the decision now. And I, but I'm like, okay, you're blocking it because you're all wanting to push this decision. So I'm like, just 
allow, trust it'll come. And it took about four to five weeks. And all of a sudden I felt like there was different options I could take. And all of a sudden I felt it click in. Like that's the path. This is the one you wanted to. And I felt it. It's like a, you feel it in your heart or, or your gut area. Yeah. Like I felt it click in. I'm like, yep, yeah, this is the path. But it took me like four to five weeks until I felt that. And I, it was just, you know, more confirmation. Like this is how it works. It is. And it, it can be a beautiful experience if you allow it to be. Um, and if you, if you take a step back and you watch how things unfold, can I give you an example? Please. Of what happened to me. I don't think I've ever said this on the radio. Um, so this will be new. We'll see how it goes. Um, when I was a district sales manager for a major food company, they were being purchased by another major food company. And I was doing two days a week on KLAY um, radio and, and with another friend, with a friend of mine. And we called it Spirit Talk. And we had psychic mediums on and we would have meditation and we would learn about the different spiritual practices that were out there and stuff. I thought it was really a, a, a fun thing to do. And uh, my boss comes to me one day because one of the other people in the, in the management circle had been listening to that radio station and, um, and heard me on the radio. And my boss came to me and said, are you doing something outside of work that I should know about? And I said, uh, uh, I don't know. What did, what did you have in mind? He said, I had a, John came to me and told me that he heard you on the radio. Are you on the radio? And I said, well, a little bit, a couple of days a week. And he said, well, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Um, I said, why not? He said, because... Uh, you're a representative of this company, and if this, if you're holding views that don't belong to this company, yada, 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 and all that stuff. Uh, so it's politically incorrect and so forth and so on. And so um, I, I said, well, I will, won't, you know, I'll, I'll give it up, I guess, and, you know, and stuff. I wasn't going to, but I told them I would. And, uh, and so right at that time, the company was sold to the other company. And so my boss was no longer my boss. So my new boss had no idea. But at the same time that this happened, within the same two-week period, uh, I had called KKNW, which is a radio station in Bellevue, and I was asking them about their block programming. And they said, well, you know, interestingly enough, we just now flipped formats. And they said, well, flip formats? And they said, yeah, we were a CNN um, station and we played CNN all the time. Now we're going to be a block programming station and sell time to people who would like to be on the radio shows and that kind of thing. And so I said, well, I would love to do that. And so it just so happened that uh, two day, two hours a day, five days a week was open. And so I took that and I was planning on, um, with the new ownership of the new company, they were going to lay off a bunch of people. I assumed that I was going to be one of those people that they laid off. And so uh, um, they didn't lay me off, but I wanted to go. But I said, well, I, I need some uh, unemployment. So I went to them in front of the general manager of the branch I was at. And they said, look, I don't want to work for you people. I mean, I'll stay, for, but I really would rather not work for you people. So I got an idea. Why don't you give me unemployment and I'll go away? And he said, we don't do that. They said, well, you really, you know, do that and I'll go away. And he said, nope, can't do that. And I said, well, let me tell you a story. There's a guy here by the name of Jim who's been with this company, the one that was that I had been with, for 20 years. Now, because he's been with the company so long, you're going to give him, and you, and you cut him. So he's out of a job. But you're going to give him a year severance pay. And you're going to give him benefits for a year. I'm just asking that you let me have unemployment and then you keep him and you'll save a bunch of money. <laughs> and the personnel director left the room, goes to the other room, comes back and said, you got a deal. And so I was able to, to go do that and do the radio show, which was the intention that I had put out there long ago. And it was all by divine. I mean, all this just magically came together all at the same time. 
And that told me that what I was supposed to be doing was that and the universe was lining up to make sure that that happened. Does that make sense? It makes a hundred percent. What a perfect example of everything we're talking about. That is the divine unfoldment. And it's just following the steps. You were following the signs and acting on them when they came. Yes. And I wasn't trying to uh, um, get out ahead of my skis. It was what I was just was watching everything. And it was like, when it's, when it happens that way, it's easy. It's not like you're forcing anything. You're not creating, making stuff happen and, and trying to be devious. And get, it just naturally occurs uh, because that's when you are, have your mindset right of, and part of it is, you know, even in the Bible, it says not my will, but thine be done. Um, and that's part of that answer is that um, I'll wait until you decide that the time is right uh but this is what i would really prefer to do and they just lined it up it was it was magical how quickly they lined it up and there were so many parts that were not part of each other that had to had to line up exactly at the right time that's why you know it's divine orchestration because it's bigger than you could even have comprehended of how it could unfold and to watch, there's the magic in watching it unfold. That's when life becomes exciting because now you're following divine signs. And I think that's what people are, that's your inspiration, right? That's that God talk within you. And now it's manifesting in the outside world. And that's like, that's the divine creation right there. I think that's so cool. Yes. And so I ended up doing uh, KKNW two hours a day, five days a week for a year. Wow. And, and, but that was, you know, and what I've learned in that time, uh, Dr. Lynn, in past that time is that even when you think this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life or the, I hadn't learned everything that I needed to learn yet. And, and so I went through, I had to give that up for financial reasons. And then I went through what I call my bad country music song period. And I, and which was, you know, I could have sat there on a rock someplace and, and shook my fist at the universe and said, how dare you? But instead of doing that, I recognized that this was all part of the process. And it ended up, yeah. So when I know that, yeah, I know that happened to you. I mean, I, I tend to think that that's a very unique story. Is it? I think when we really follow our divine path, path, I think that happens to more of us than we acknowledge. You know, that's that really, in my eyes, should be the normal. But we still look at it as like, this is such a magical unfoldment. But because I think we're still learning to surrender to trusting the plant, like trusting something's going to, you're, you're going to have something to step on in front of you. So, you know. And, and for me, my biggest meter is my body still. When I start getting run down and we can call it get sick, but when my body starts expressing symptoms, I know I'm usually, it's always 99% of the time because I'm pushing to make something happen or to fix something in my life or to, or to push through. I can always tell, like, that's why I'm very in tune with my energy now. I'm like, okay, pull it back, allow it to happen. That's a practice. That's oh, a practice. It is. Humanness wants to just make it happen. What we want to be in control. We want to know what the next steps are. And that's, you know, that's the fear and the light. Are you going to, which path? Like, are you going to let the fear take over as you go through this transition? It, it's a delicate balance. Well, and especially for someone like you, um, if you haven't gone to get the book, My Journey to Grace, get it. Um, because uh, Dr. Lynn Carey is the author. And um, to paint a picture for folks, you had a couple of surgeries when you were a teenager, a couple of back surgeries. You went to chiropractic school. You, first of all, you went to college, and then you went to chiropractic school, and which is over and above college. And so, and you graduated by the time you're 23, which in my book tells me that you are a driven person. Because you can't do that by just 
lying around. You have to work. You have to work really, really hard to be able to get that done. And then you opened your practice at 23. And so you were driven. And so it must have been hard for you to let it go, to lay back and trust. Was it? It was, like I said, and it, it was a period of years to, to, to finally leave. But then it got to the point where the pain of staying was worse than the, the, the fear of leaving. So I always get to that point. Um, but that's the, the drivenness part of me. It can be a blessing and a curse, right? Because I, I, a lot of people don't follow through with things. I don't understand that because I just got to go get it done. But the curse for me is that I wear myself out. Like, and I get, I'll get sick. You know, like, uh, cause that's just my meter. It's not even, I, and people say, oh, what did you catch something? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, my energy's just low. But what, how do you say that to a, the normal person? You know, they don't understand. They always want to label you with something. And I'm like, no, I just, I knew I run my, I ran myself down or my, my energy wasn't right. My mind wasn't right. Either the fear took over, the stress took over, but I right away, I don't usually go into that much symptomatic in bodily symptoms. Now I usually can catch myself when I feel my energy getting low. I quickly pull back and I know I have to refuel myself, just kind of give myself a time to regroup and allow, listen to inspiration, trust the flow, and then relook at the action plan if I need it. You know, if there's any divine action steps I need to take, is it telling me to act now or am I just pushing through? You know, so it's all this like reevaluate how you're making things happen. Are you pushing? Or are you allowing? And I feel like that's what my daily, uh, my mind goes through, you know, the reevaluation all the time because we're always growing and learning. Right. I mean, even after I made that um, final leap, it's not like everything was smooth sailing. I've been through ups and downs and I'm still kind of recovering from one right now. And, but you know, people are afraid of the downfalls, but sometimes that's your greatest awakenings happen in the downfalls. I, I feel like I'm in a really, really deeply surrendered place right now. And it's a beautiful thing. So you know, I think once you experience that once, you're not afraid to do it again. Because you know, even if you feel like you're in a downfall, you're going to come out of it and it's going to be even better. Because that's what's happened to me every time. So it's, I don't want people to think that life is just like this scenic, perfect view for the rest of your life. You know, no, you're going to have challenges. But it's how do you move through those challenges to really become who you need to be? Because the challenge is there for you just to, to either clear stuff from you or to really grow as a person. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I told you about my uh, bad country music song period. Yeah. And it, it was like, you know, everybody left. Um, my, my dad died. My dog died. My wife left, lost my house, all that, all that stuff. All my friends went away because it was my uh, wife and the friends and stuff. And they were conspiring to anyway. So they it was uh, everybody went. Just my family was the only thing left. And, you know, you can take that one of two ways. You can look at it like, oh, my God, everybody left. I I'm, I'm feel, feel so lonesome. And what's wrong with me? Rather than it's opening up the space. It's opening up the space for something new, for new people to be, for people who are operating at a higher vibration that are more in line with where I'm going, not where I've been. And uh, I took that attitude and, and I've got some extraordinary people in my life now. That was my first thought. My viewpoint now is, oh, all these people left. Blessings to them because I'm, now I'm excited to see who's going to, who is new is going to come into my life. You know, that's yeah. the new perspective. When you shift yourself to divine flow, you really see the magic easier. You feel the magic easier. You have more divine moments. You're more uh, open to the small moments in life. You don't miss life, you know, and you're more present. There's so many gifts. And it's funny, like, the, the stuff I do now, I've been listening to. It's interesting. You said you had channeled people on the radio show because that's really what I've been listening to now. I didn't realize how many people channel the higher consciousness. And I'm just loving the message. I'm absorbing it on a such a higher place right now and I think then even where I was you know 20 years ago where I was still uh trying it on for size you know like you're walking in new trying to walk in new shoes 
Now it's like they're comfortable shoes or, and they're, and they're like your new, it became you. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, this is normal. And now like, this is a way to ex express it even better. And it just becomes better and better. So it's like, you just have to, but you're retraining yourself to live in this higher vibration because there's all kinds of vibrations. What, which vibration are you going to be stuck in? You know, and that, that's the beauty of the journey. And changing your vibration and learning how to live in it is, is can be challenging, but it can also be if you just relax and let it be. Um, the gospel according to Paul McCartney, by the way. <clears throat> there you go. It will, it'll unfold. It will, it will be a beautiful thing if you can trust. Yes. And that that's a that's a really big deal. Um, you know, I wanted before we go, I wanted to uh talk to you a little bit about I know you're doing um some some network marketing as far as what you do these days uh to earn a living and and also to be part of the greater good for everybody um and ten, tell us what it is that you're doing yeah so for me i found i was a big fan of rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki when i opened my practice i read i found his book and it rocked my world it was like when i found chiropractic it changed my entire view on health it found in his book changed my view on finances because finally I heard truth about money and it was about creating residual income, multiple streams of income, um, asset income, not trading time for money. And I saw that this is what most people needed in my practice. They needed more time, freedom, more financial freedom, um, ways to create healthy habits for themselves. And I found it in this vehicle called network marketing, which I had no idea what it was, but a friend told me to take a look at this opportunity and, you know, I had, uh, everybody has stigma, uh, they could have a, a stigma of what it looks like or a pre yep. preconception of what it, what it is. Yep. But I find that people have that about chiropractic too. And they're usually wrong. Cause I'll set, tell somebody I'm a chiropractor. I don't often even tell somebody that if I meet them, because you know what the first thing they say to me, Oh, I have this pain in my neck <laughs> and I want to go through up. like, cause it just works on my nerves so bad. I'm like, these people, you know, like, they're so stupid. Stop. Don't say that, you know, but that's what, like, that's the kind of stuff I hear. But now with the network marketing, oh, it's one of those things. I want the pyramid. I'm like, no, it's not. It's an actually the smartest business around. I'm not saying you have, you don't have good and bad in, in the profession. I have good and bad in my chiropractic profession. I have it in all professions, but it's one of the smartest businesses I've ever seen because it actually is just a business in a box. You can do it online today because everybody's shopping online. You're trading out products that you're using anyway for products from your own store, tax shelter, it's creating multiple streams of income, you're learning to become your own best self. It's all personal development really to build the business because there's no overhead or risk. Like I've had rental properties, I've had a small business. I've seen how a business can take over your life. This one is something that you can fit into your life. So you don't have to even give up anything. You can start it on the side. It can become everything if you want it to be. But you're empow it's empowering people to become independent. And why are, some people are successful right away, other people take a longer journey, but it's because of the headspace and what they grew up in. You know, like, do you have the emotional support around you? Do you have to build your a new network? Some people come in with a network already, that they're already like-minded, they're wealth-minded, it's a different thing. If, you're, if you grow up poverty consciousness, what I call, how I did, it takes more work because you're really just clearing out the, the, the limiting beliefs. Which, again, as a chiropractor, what those limiting beliefs, if you don't clear them, they come out as disease. It's all connected. It's all energy flow. How are you flowing your energy? So for me, I just see it as one of the, the smartest businesses around. Am I saying it's easy? No. But it's really, it's a personal development journey more than anything else. So the, the, this, the struggle or success that you, <laughs> is a, it depends on what you have to clear within yourself. It truly is. And I have a story. <laughs> I have a story. <laughs> Another one about that. Um, I was involved with a network marketing company when I was doing the show in 2003. A gal came on the show, and I thought, you know, the products were really good, and I thought that I should uh, sign up. So I did. And uh, um, there was a guy in Las Vegas. His name is Kurt. And uh, six of us got together, and we would have daily phone calls with him. And he was our mentor. And he was successful in the company and he'd done well. And so he was our mentor. Uh, 
And so we would talk and he, he would say, this is what you need to go do. And this is how you need to be. And, and stuff. And, um, all of us were like, I don't know if I can do this. This is so hard. And we got to go talk to people. I don't know. And then I don't know what to say. And then, and all of, all of that, all the things that when you decide you don't want to do something, you could come up with a million excuses why you can't. And so we were in the process of doing that. He was very patient with us. It was very nice. But uh, one day, a gal, her name was Nicole, came back and she said, uh, in the middle of our call, she said, Kurt, I got to thank you. And he said, for what? And he said, I got it now. This is easy. I can do this. I can do this and I can have fun with it. And I, I'm going to enjoy every moment that I'm doing it because it's easy and it's fun and I'm helping people. And he said, I'm glad you got it. The five, the other five of us that were in so hard, I can't do this. We are no longer involved with that company. She is now a multimillionaire in that wow. company because she believed that she could and it was easy. She changed the paradigm exactly what you're saying. She changed it from I can't to this is easy. I can do this. This is fun. I'm helping people. That's how she looked at it. And and so she's become wildly successful with that and at the same time brought a lot of people with her so it's not because it's not a singular thing it's not like you're going to make a million dollars and your downline's not everybody comes with you and those that buy into it and and it it's it, it really is i think <clears throat> since i was signed up for amway three times i am sold on the concept i just haven't figured it out yet then it might not be for me but but that doesn't matter it can be you can do it and uh and so i'm i'm glad that you're you're doing that um and you're <laughs> i had another gal that was on the radio that uh um she's successful with the company and she goes uh yeah when i first started this everybody said oh, have you lost your mind you're doing this and you're going to make some money from it. And I don't see how it's going to work. And so, so she's become very successful with that company. Now those same people are coming back to her. Well, you know, you did this and you're not all that much smarter than me. Maybe I can do this too. <laughs> we are you know, so it's been interesting for me. This, this journey of network marketing has been um, such a great gift because it is, it was almost like the opposite. Everything it represents was everything I told I couldn't have growing up. Everything from a life to residual income, uh, great people in your life, like happiness, building a life. Like I had to go, I wanted to know what, what is a life look like, you know, outside what the mainstream tells us. I, and because of me doing the, doing the do, I've learned so much because of it. And, and I've healed so many limiting beliefs of what I grew up with that I was looking for answers for. So it wasn't like a straight line success for me. I've had this. And, um, but the, that has grown me as a person. It's given me um, things I didn't even know I was looking for. Like, but they were there. It, you know, like there was an invisible web that was blocking me. It helped me see through a lot of that stuff. So it's been a blessing in so many ways. And if somebody wants to contact you for to, number one, to get your book, I know they can go to, uh, hold on. I just went away from it. Nah, creating my desired life.com. Then you can go there and you can buy the book and you can talk to you. And yeah. if somebody wants to talk to you, how's the best way for them to do that? You can email me right on there and ask me a question. I'll get right back to you. Very and it says join my email my mailing list right there. There's and, join the mailing list, and I believe there's also you can just send a message or send a direct email. Oh yeah, there you are. Yeah, cool. And uh, and do that because she is she's a wonderful girl. A girl, shimmy Christmas. You call me girl female. all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. You make it happen. And. Uh, <laughs> 
that's the important that's the important part what you, you know in this day and age you can just not ever tell um, I, um you know so uh but I'm, I'm glad that you're here go get go get the book uh my journey to grace um it's it's well written it's got some really good reviews and uh and you can get it at amazon and everywhere can't you yep and barnes and noble yep and and by the way if you are in a community and you've got a small bookseller go there and ask for a journey to grace they'll order it for you and you can support your local uh, um, retailer rather than those big box stores and that would be that would be really cool to do too um so i've got to go but is there anything dr lynn that you would like to say before we go just remember to follow your happiness it's more important than you think Indeed. thanks for having me Kevin. you you are a sensational human being and i'm gonna have to have you on the show again i just must um, anytime you just tell me when i love it i i really appreciate you and and all the work that you're doing how's your son doing by the way he's doing great Yep, he's 17, and he's he's doing good. I tell you, I was 17 once, and that was a hard time, uh, you know, but part of growing up. Yeah, he has, he has his challenges right now, but he's going to figure it out. Teenage well, stuff, you know? It's, it's, I hated teenage stuff. No, it wasn't easy. No, but you take care of yourself, and thank you for being here, and go – Go to creatingmydesiredlife.com. Get all the information about Dr. Lynn Carey and get the book, My Journey to Grace. Uh, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, Kevin. If you wait right there, I will be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.